something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor, or welcome to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, the host of the show. <laughs> Is this a show? Episode, host of the episode. Uh, yeah, when I say the word show, it takes me back to television days when I used to watch real television shows. Uh, now I just watch internet shows. <laughs> so what's the difference? Not much, but still. Uh, okay, this is episode 46, and I'm back with another episode. Duh. Um, today, we are going to be discussing lots of things. I'm going to make a special concoctail. It is a concoctail, um, but guess what? Another Canadian distillery decided to send me some spirits, which lifts my spirits. Uh, so this company is from Quebec and uh, out of Granby, Granby, Quebec. <laughs> uh, I used to be able to speak French. I went to French immersion school until I was in grade six. And it comes back to me slowly, like as I listen to people speak or I pick up on certain words. But if I had to get by, I, it'd be pretty rough. So anyway, I am Canadian, and I don't say that I speak French. I just used to, <laughs> and I, I can a tiny, tiny little bit. So the company is called Absintherie de Canton, or Absintherie de Cantons, <laughs> if you're super not French. Uh, and they sent me two bottles. And let me just say, this is a very classy-looking company when it comes to their spirits. And I'll let you know a little bit more about them as well. They sent me absinthe. So they do make genuine absinthe uh, in this distillery. And I'm not really too sure of the exact process that it, ta like, it takes to make absinthe. Um, but look at this bottle, the labeling. Everything is just very, very classy and just kind of a beautiful looking bottle. So this is the absinthe. And they also sent me the Panoramics Gin right here and it's got a very kind of apothecary feel uh and i'm excited to try it now i haven't opened either of these bottles yet and let me just read about the gin here panoramics gin uh, sorry panoramics gin's very distinctive hue comes from the blue peas flower the clitoria ternatia <laughs> i read this earlier i'm like clitoria Am I reading that right? <laughs> and this is what accounts for the change of color when tonic or a lemon is mixed with it. With ingredients like elderberry and boreal spices, such as the peppery green alder from northern Quebec, this gin offers a unique aroma while leaving one with a sense of mystery as to the other ar aromatics rounding off its offering. Um, wow, difficult read. <laughs> I, I'm going to just try this with you guys first on its own and then I'm going to crack the absinthe. Now absinthe in my experience in the past has tasted very licorice-y and I'm not sure if all absinthe taste licorice-y um, but when I opened the box I think I did smell licorice so I'm assuming that this I don't smell it right now but I could be completely wrong. 
Let me read the bottle on this one. So this is the absinthe. Um, inspired by a 19th century Franco-Swiss recipe where it was called La Bleu, even though it's white, <laughs> this white absinthe is distilled by the traditional way, oh, sorry, is distilled the traditional way. Uh, Fleur Bleu combines authentic flavors from Quebec's ter terroir, 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 by using wormwood, uh, Artemisia absinthium, uh, grown in the eastern townships along with 12 other botanicals, including fennel and green anise. So anise, anise, uh, I believe that's the licorice. Nope, maybe not, I don't know. White absinthe is smoother and less bitter than green absinthe, which sets it apart from its counterpart, joual vert. Goodness gracious. So you're supposed to drink this by adding three to four parts ice water to one part absinthe, or enjoy the traditional way by slowly pouring the water drop by drop over a sugar cube, uh, resting on a slotted spoon over your glass of absinthe. Wow, okay, so that's, I've seen people like light it on fire. I'm just gonna light it up here. As I turn it off. Ooh. See this little light stand does make quite a difference. Let's see what this looks like lit up. Not that this matters at all, but I like to do it. <laughs> you know me by now, I'm all about aesthetics. Um, okay, so uh, we're gonna be using this today. Not this. I am gonna crack this and have a little sip though because I'll tell you what I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use the top of my shaker to taste it. Not, I'm not gonna do the whole thing because this absinthe is 53% alcohol. Uh, so let's crack this baby. <laughs> if I took a full shot of this, this podcast would be shot. Exactly what would have caused the problem. But take a shot. It's shot. All right. So. Mm. I love black licorice, by the way. It is one of my favorite things. I am Dutch. I grew up with salted black licorice, which is not sweet at all. All right. I'm going to do just a little taster here. That's all I need. <laughs> Woo! You breathe some fire. Okay, interesting. It's uh, definitely absinthe. It's definitely extremely strong. When I say breathe fire after taking a sip, it felt like I was blowing straight alcohol fumes out of my nostrils and my mouth. And if I had a lighter nearby <laughs> or a candle, then it might've been a problem. Uh, this is very nice though. So I think in my one of my future episodes, I'm gonna use this, a small amount of this, <laughs> but uh, make a genuine or try it uh, the traditional way which I think would be fun. If none of you have had absinthe before, this would be a new experience for the both of us. I've had it, I've seen people have it, but I haven't really ever had like an absinthe drink or done the sugar and the fire. <laughs> Are you supposed, is there fire involved? I don't know. So let's put that over there. So today, I haven't named it yet, but I'm gonna be creating a cocktail using this Panoramics Gin. And um, because of its beautiful color, I'm gonna experiment with a layered drink. I grabbed one of my bubblies. I live on these. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna be using two ounces of the Panoramics Gin. This is, I believe, 17, 42%. <laughs> Why did I think it was 17%? Uh, this is extremely high. Is this higher than normal gin? I don't know. 
What is vodka? I've got my little bar over here. 40%. Okay, so no, I think that's probably fairly average. I don't know why I thought it was a lot less. Um, I think it's because what I'm going to add to it is a lot less. Uh, okay, so two ounces of Panoramics Gin. I'm also going to add one ounce of melon liqueur. Please tell me this is not, this is green. Okay. I was like, is the bottle just green? Because I want it, I want the contrast of color. Uh, this is 17%. This is called Bowls Melon Natural Botanicals. I said melon, right? Not lemon. Anyway. <laughs> eh. So I'm going to add one ounce of this. Uh, I'm going to add sparkling water, lime juice, and ice. So what I want to do is I want to mix this <laughs> in the same glass as this and make them float apart. So we have like a green and purplish beverage. This will change color, as I read, with um, tonic or lemon, and I'm using lime, so it will change color. Um, but I'm gonna try to layer this so that it looks beautiful and tropical and lovely, and, and then we'll come up with a name for it once I taste it or see what it looks like. I had a different glass earlier, but I chose this because I really wanna see the color. The glass that I had earlier is more of like a green, traditional green glass. Um, also, this is really old and etched and all that fun stuff. It's clean, it's just scratched and etched and everything else. Uh, now, what I want to do is actually try this on its own first. I am a gin lover and I want to just see what my first impressions are. Wow, it's quite mild smelling. Okay, screw it. I'm just going to pour some into my mouth, but I got lipstick on. So I, uh, this is not sanitary. Don't do it this way. It's gonna, it's gonna go down the edge. I know it. I know it. Do I have another cap that I can fill? Okay, screw it. All right, all right. Okay, it's very botanically uh, smooth. I like it. It's definitely, <laughs> I was watching a guy taste wines that celebrities make. So like, you know, Snoop Dogg has a distillery or whatever. And so I was, he was, when he was tasting, he was like, <laughs> like doing all these things to try to get all the oxygen. Mm, that is quite nice. Definitely. Um, definitely, like I said, botanically uh, and lovely. I am going to, Okay, my plan is to layer the, probably because this has sugar in it and will be a bit heavier, will sink to the bottom. So I wanna do this on the bottom, a bit of sparkling water, and then I wanna put the Panoramics Gin on top. So we're gonna have like, almost like a purple flower with a green stem and a purple top. Okay, and then we're gonna accessorize, mix and drink. I have a straw <laughs> in my water. But look at it. So it doesn't matter. This is the straw I'm going to use to uh, drink this with. <laughs> and I'm not going to clean it because it's going to look like that anyway. Uh, let's just start with some ice. I'm not going to actually use the shaker to shake. I'm going to use it just to store my ice. So let's start with some ice in the glass. I'm trying to break up this little chunk because I'm already unsanitary. So why not be more unsanitary? All right, so let's go for one ounce of melon liqueur. This is also brand new. Do you know, I just discovered 
that the flavor of Hubba Bubba gum, the pink one, is melon. This smells exactly like Hubba Bubba. Melon. Okay, we're gonna do one ounce of this and hope it sinks all the way down to the bottom. And do I know what I'm talking about when I free pour? No. Is that normal? Is the top of the bottle supposed to have that little groove in it? Here, let me get my face out of it. See this? See that groovy situation? <laughs> I know I've got a groovy podcast, but uh, it could just be to do with pouring, but it looks sort of weird. So it's probably a flaw. Anyway. One ounce, and it's really not that green, but I can change that. No, I can't, because I don't know where my, <laughs> I don't know where my remote control is. Okay, so anyway, that's fine. As you can see, it's green. That's right, that, it's weird though, how the blue light, is it just me? Okay, this, there's this, oops, I keep turning it off. There's this blue light, I place this on top and it looks red. Doesn't blue and green make blue green? <laughs> Not orange? Something's happening, it's weird. Do you see this, it's just me? Anyway, I'm not gonna know till I review this podcast, but that looks wild. Sparkling water now. This is orange flavored, which I think will work well. Melon, gin, a bit of orange. I'm just gonna just pour this in between. Now, because I'm not a big sugar gal, I, no, I gotta pour this in without, okay, I have an idea. I have to pour two ounces in, but I don't wanna pour it like this, or does it matter? I kinda wanna pour it over, ah, I'm gonna try just pouring it in. Two ounces of this. <laughs> it worked! And I think it was maybe more than two ounces, but I don't care. Would you look at that? <laughs> How pretty! Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to add the lime juice. Oh, screw it. I think it's just gonna be just like a kind of a melony, lovely gin cocktail. And what are we gonna call it? I have to accessorize it. You guys, I love it. Okay, aesthetics is one thing. Flavor and everything else is another. Uh, let's accessorize. This one automatically stands out to me. But you know what, this one would be really cute because it kind of pulls from the green down below. This is it. And I also do have a little umbrella, which guys, I don't want to wreck it. Okay, well, let me just go. Under the sea, under the sea, under the sea. It kind of looks like sky and it does sort of remind me of Scotland. <laughs> It's got the beautiful sky with the clouds, which is the ice, and the fields in Scotland are very neon green. For some reason, I don't know what type of grass they have there, if it's just the way the sun reflects on the grass, maybe it's just me. <laughs> but I remember the fields in Scotland being neon green, which is sort of giving me the same vibe. So does this not look like a scene from fields in Scotland? <laughs> I love it, it's so pretty. And I've never done a green and blue cocktail. And because this is, 
I made the right decision but by putting the liqueur on the bottom just because it does it's heavier and it has more sugar. Uh, and then this is just floating so nicely up top. Now I want to show you what happens to the color when I add some lime because it will turn almost like a purple. I'm going to turn this light off just so we can kind of get... So let's see what happens when I add some lime juice. Hello? Anything? It's definitely working its way down to the bottom. Now if you could see it go kind of starting to turn purple. See it? Maybe you can't see it as well as I can but it's definitely changing color. So the sky kind of went from blue now it's turning kind of dusk. It's gonna be dark soon. Ah oh, purple and green? Who would have thought? It's beautiful. Now it's time for the important part, which is tasting it. And let's see what it tastes like. I'm gonna get my straw out of here. So I think I'm kind of like a mixologist at heart. I don't know, I, I get extremely excited about cocktails sometimes. Um, oh, that looks so terrible with the lipstick on the straw, but it's my lipstick, so <laughs> if it was somebody else's. All right, so I'm, I am gonna have to mix it. And it's going to be probably a really ugly color because like green mixed with any other type of like primary is going to be yucky. Actually green with yellow would be so bad but... Um, I want to taste that gin in there with that melon. It's actually quite a beautiful color still. Definitely a green cocktail. Here we go. Mmm. Okay, it could use a bit more sugar, um, but I'm not a sugar gal. If I was to serve this to people, I'd probably make a make a bit of a simple syrup. That's the word I'm looking for uh, to make it a bit sweeter. But it's got tartness from the lime. The melon is really good, and this is super tasty. And there's what three ounces of booze in here. Doesn't taste like it. So, oops. <laughs> The most dangerous type of cocktail. How does it look with the light now? What the hell? It's still okay. But this it has to be from my angle. This is not possible. I know the light is blue, but it's turning like orange at the top. Why is this happening? I don't know. So anyway, we're not going to focus on that because there's a simple explanation, I'm sure. So <laughs> uh, do I recommend this gin? Absolutely. It's definitely different. It's botanically. It's kind of more florally. Um, which I can definitely appreciate. Mixed with melon, it works. I would probably choose to do this in more of like a, like a lavender cocktail or something. It would be really, really, really nice. Uh, or like a rose water cocktail. I have all these ideas, but this works really well. And um, would I sip that gin? Not necessarily, because it does almost need like a little bit of an accompaniment. <laughs> but it's still super lovely and... Um, yeah, awesome. So their links will be down below in the description box if you want to check their stuff out. Uh, their website is absinthequebec.com and that will be down below as well. Uh, really nice stuff. They also make sea buckthorn gin called Wendigo uh, and they have a different type of uh, absinthe. I've got the Fleur Bleu and they do a Joal Vert uh, which is the green absinthe which I believe is more percentage. It looks like it says 64%. So this might be the green fairy gin. 
I've heard or gin, <laughs> green fairy absinthe. I've heard that if you drink enough of it, you see green fairies. And I'm like, is that when you're like seeing stars because you've had too much to drink? But there's history behind it. I don't know it, but uh, interesting nonetheless. So thank you to Absintherie de Canton for sending me these spirits. Uh, oh, wait, we have to name this. What should I call it? I'm calling it Fields of Gin. Fields of Gin. That's it. It looked like a field and it has gin in it. I mean, it kind of looked like a Scottish field. Scottish fields? That's what it's called. <laughs> fields of gin is too generic. Let's go do Scottish fields. And uh, if you do make this cocktail, please let me know because I want to know what you think. Woo! Okay. I have a question for you. Would you rather live for a week in the past or in the future? Now, I thought about this and I thought, okay, there's got to be rules. Are you able to tell people you're from the future? Like, are you able to tell people that you're from the past? Um, second thing is, what kind of... See, the thing is, I think about loved ones. So say, like, I wanted to go back and visit my Opa when he was alive. Would I be like, Opa, it's me! You're dead now! <laughs> but I'm here to say hi! And, and you have a week to spend together, and he's going, Ah, oh, interesting, okay, like, because you would have to... That would like change the course of history. You know what I mean? That would change things. So it would almost be like if you could go back and live a week in the past or in the future, you can't really communicate with anyone. You could just observe, right? Otherwise, it doesn't work. But <laughs> I'm, I'm like thinking way too hard about this. But uh, for me, I'm afraid of the future <laughs> right now. I don't know if going into the future is something that I would choose over going into the past. I'm curious about technology and all these things, but at the moment, <laughs> I feel like if I were to go and visit like 2050, I mean, what am I gonna see? What What's the world going to be at that point? So, and then to have to go back to the present after seeing the future and where it's going, if it's bad, did you guys hear that? That was my roof. It wasn't Santa Claus. It's just ice breaking off. Anyway, uh, then I have to have to go back to the present and then think about the future if it's bad. But if it's great, could be amazing. Could be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that there are just heads floating around with no bodies. Just a jar of fluid, you know? That's how you live forever. <laughs> Which is also kind of scary and sad, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but I for sure would choose the past. When in the past, even though I love the 70s, Things weren't the best in the 70s when it comes to like, you know, things going on around the world. I'd almost want to go back to... I definitely need there to be showers. I think it's got to be the the 60s, 70s, somewhere around there, like 65, somewhere to 65, 75. Just to be a hippie. And you know what? Even though people wouldn't be able to see me or interact with me, I would be happy just partying with those people. Uh, but I'd want to be rich. <laughs> I want to have money. I want to have a pool and a grotto and I want to tag along on on a jet and I want to be just living the kind of disco lifestyle dream come true that I've really felt like was part of my life at some time, at some point, even though I was never, I wasn't born back then. But anyway, that would be my answer. I'd go back to the 70s, 60s, 70s. No, 1969. <laughs> That's the year. Where would you go? Future? Past? Uh, let me know in the comments down below. 
Okay, so I don't know if I've talked about this before and I can go off on a tangent about this subject, but the power of intention. What I mean is, and I haven't done a lot of research about this. I just have heard some things and it's like, it does make sense to me, but it also doesn't at the same time. The rice theory, if you've never heard of the rice theory and whether it's really called that or not, if it's just one person's video, but essentially they, it, it was a very controlled experiment. Somebody takes two equal size jars, clean them with the same product, dried, put cooked rice into both of them and sealed it and kept them in a very similar like temperature controlled. So like on the counter, there's no, you know, dishwasher underneath the counter on this side or the microwave on this side. It was very controlled. What this person did was every day tell one jar, you are so beautiful. Look at you. You're just thriving. You're healthy. You're beautiful. You know, like just really kind of talking like a psycho to a jar of rice, but really intentionally telling the jar of rice that, oh, you're just doing so well. Look at you. You know, I wish I was like you. <laughs> uh, and then the other jar saying things like, you ugly piece of shit. <laughs> I hope you rot and I think that you're this and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, over time, say the course of a few weeks, the jar that was spoken to very kindly and very kind of upliftingly, <laughs> that's probably not a word, it is now, um, stayed white and crisp. And the jar containing the rice where like that was being insulted started to go brown and start to rot and decay. And the difference between these two jars was like, it was just like absolutely mind blowing. Now, this was a video, sure, it could have been doctored and whatever, but I believe, I believe that this was actually happening. And you've probably heard people like that talk to their plants, the plants do really well. Um, I've got a few farmer friends that dance with their plants like corn and they are living their best life in there. They play music, they're just giving out this energy and their plants do really well. It's very interesting. Uh, there's also apparently, uh, you could do the same thing. So rather than two jars of rice, you have two jars of water. And there's, I think it's called like intention water and uh, people water their plants with, <laughs> with like positive water. That sounds a little bit more, eh, it doesn't make a difference. I don't really know, but um, they could, you could put two jars of water next to each other and do the same thing where you're really talking well to the water. <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> nicely encouraging it, you know, where the other one, you're just like hammering on it. Like you piece of crap, like, geez, nobody wants you around. Nobody likes you. And then when you freeze the waters, apparently one jar freezes completely differently than another, than the other. And that that's kind of cool. Cause it's like almost like an immediate, um, and it, I don't know how long do you have to bash the water for it to freeze differently. I don't know. I think I'd do it for about a week and uh, and then freeze the water and see. But is that all weird? Like it's it's interesting. I mean, there's things going on all around us all the time that we can't see that are really happening. And I just think it's a good thing to talk to your plants positively if you love them. Uh, I mean, not love them, but, you know, if you want them to be healthy and happy and uh, can plants be happy? I think so. I think so. We haven't proven that they can't. So anyway, just thought I'd bring that up. And if you have any stories of this, 
Uh, and that's a good reason to speak positively about yourself, almost to yourself, like stand in the mirror and be like, you are amazing. You're strong. You're healthy. You're happy. You're this, that. Why not? I mean, it can't hurt. If you're doing the opposite though, you're a piece of shit. Don't do that to yourself. Even just lie to yourself. Even if you believe you're a piece of shit, maybe you are. <laughs> Tell yourself the opposite. Maybe you won't be such a piece of shit anymore. Anyway, um, I have to tell you this. This is actually, so I forgot about my week, but that's fine because there's really nothing that went on. Uh, but so I'm going on vacation. And before I go on vacation, I always check the weather before I'm there. Like when it's close enough, you know, within 14 days of going on the trip. This is what I see. 21, 21, 21, 21. 14 days in a row with 5 to 10 millimeters of rain overcast. And this is the weather network. Okay, this is the weather app. What is it called exactly? I'll show it to you. The weather network. So I'm going, are you kidding me? It's pouring rain. And I'm thinking, is there a hurricane coming? What's going on? Because the last time I checked, it was 28 degrees and sunny. So I start thinking, God damn it. My trip is going to be just torrential rain. And this is, you know, I'm going to a, a warm destination. So this is not uncommon, but not going to have, like, this is not what I signed up for. I start thinking to myself, I think I might have to cancel the trip. I think I might have to like book it for another time. And then I'm going like on the news, like Mexico news, like there's obviously some sort of something, some event happening that's going to be bringing all this rain. And is it, is it a hurricane? I don't know. I go check on my other like satellite app to see if there's anything going on. There's not, there's no hurricanes forming or anything like that. I go on another weather app, but it looks completely different. 28, 29, 27, maybe a thunderstorm one day and then like no rain. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? And then I realize it has to be a glitch because every single day on the weather network app was 21 degrees, 70% chance of rain, five to 10 millimeters every single day. No discrepancy whatsoever between any of the days, the same thing. And I was like, what the hell? And then about two hours later, after looking at all the different apps that I could find with weather, that they were all very consistent with the same thing. Um, not, the, not the 21, but with the 28, 27, 25, like all over the map, sunny, a little bit of rain. I go back on the weather app and then they fixed the problem. So I don't know why it showed all 14 days, 21 degrees and raining. Um, but it was obviously some sort of glitch. And this just goes to like, I just want to say that if you're using the same app and you're checking the weather, check it like four times in one day because it might be all over the map. I almost rebooked my trip. Like I almost, I was this close to being like, screw it. I'm not going to go somewhere to sit under a cabana in the pouring rain. And then the beaches are effed because there's rain and silt and everything else and wind and so I was really like I went through a period of <laughs> temporary depression there I was like god damn and it's you know you're spending a lot of money and taking a lot of time and anyway so all the miracle situation happened that it was actually just a, a weird glitch but just beware and it might just be this app I don't know what happened I don't know why this was that way but just beware that's all I have to say all right guys it's time for some Groovy music. Music. All right. Um, why did I do that? I went to my photos. Weird. So I'm going to hop on Epidemic 
and go to my pod tunes and see what I got going on. I think this is the only other one I have chosen. So I'm going to have to find some more tunes after this. This is called Conversation by Sionia and Jaslyn Edgar. a little bit more R&B. That is Sionia, S-I-O-N-Y-A. <clears throat> and uh, Jaslyn Edgar. So I'm not sure who's singing there, but her voice is lovely. And it just had the right kind of vibe, you know, almost kind of like a good song to strip to if you really wanted to. <laughs> it's got a kind of a bit of a beat to go on, but very sensual and very sexy. Okay, so I'm going to replace Cat Facts with a this or that quiz. Now, this quiz does not allow me to answer, like click an answer and then give me some sort of result at the end. So the first question is bacon or sausage, okay? So you're gonna learn a little bit more about me. Uh, and that's, let's just go for it. Uh, bacon or sausage? Bacon. Sausage is hit or miss. I really like breakfast sausage. Um, but sometimes they put weird shit in it, like blueberries or like maple syrup. And I don't mind maple syrup and sausage, as long as it's not too much. So, and then sometimes they're fat. Sometimes they're really long. <laughs> sometimes they're really like round like a ball. Um, and then some restaurants make their own and it just kind of is yucky. And sometimes there's wheat flour in them too. So bacon all the way. 
Chinese or Japanese food? I'm going to say Japanese because I am a sushi fiend. Uh, Chinese food is great too, but I, there's so much of it that I can't eat because I am gluten-free. So typically I can eat kind of like the vegetable beef dishes and not even ginger beef because ginger beef used to be my, my heart and my soul. <laughs> ginger beef. Dogs or cats? Definitely cats. iOS or Android? iOS. Cake or pie? <sighs> pie. I can say that I've had way more delicious pies in my life than cakes. But I'm also in Canada. So if I think if I lived in Europe, I don't think pie is a big thing over in Europe. I think it's cake. Uh, so anyway, I might have a different opinion if I live somewhere else. But pie is my answer. What's my favorite type of pie? Uh, probably strawberry rhubarb if I'm going for like a fruit pie. Pecan is number two. I love pumpkin pie. Don't like blueberry pie just because it's too sweet. Uh, some apple pies are great and some are bad. If you're using a sweet apple, I don't love it. If it's like a really sour tart apple, I love it. Train or plain? Uh, definitely plain. Coffee or tea? I drink tea and coffee every day, but definitely coffee. <laughs> Beer or wine? Definitely wine. Super sandwich? What's a super sandwich? <laughs> I'll have the super sandwich. <laughs> uh, soup or sandwich? Sandwich. Just because I can't eat them very often. Card game or board game? I'm a board game kind of gal, but I'm also a card game kind of gal. Depends on who I'm with. Dine in or delivery? What does that mean? Oh, you mean like, okay, so go into a restaurant or delivery? Definitely go into the restaurant. That's one of my favorite things to do on planet Earth. Motorcycle or bicycle? Bicycle. Book or ebook? Real book. Ninjas or pirates? Neither of them are real. But you know what? Are there real ninjas? Are they called like it's martial arts, isn't it? Like what what constitutes a ninja? You know, is I don't see like ninja fighting competitions. <laughs> we have ninja number one against ninja number two. Ninjas like don't they have throwing stars and shit? That's dangerous. Uh, TV shows or movies? Movies. But actually, wait. I love, I love when a series is as good as a movie and you, there's like 16 episodes. You got like, it's like a 16 hour movie. You know what I mean? That, that, so I'd say TV shows, you know, a movie sometimes is so good, but it ends and you're like, God damn it. It was only two hours long. Maybe not even. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Ooh, both are the bane of my existence. I think dishes. Because dishes is more of a daytime thing that I do and laundry is more of a nighttime thing. And when I do laundry, I have a glass of wine. So it takes the edge off a little bit. Uh, dishes, I say dishes. Couch or a recliner? Couch, I don't own a recliner, never have. International vacation or a new TV? International vacation. Think of all the things you'll see on your vacation rather than on your new TV. <sighs> working alone or working in a team? Working in a team. Perfect teeth or perfect hair? I think it's a lot harder to fake perfect teeth. So I say perfect teeth because you can really fake hair quite easily. I don't, however, but Arctic or the desert? The desert. Forest or beach? Because I live in the forest, I'm choosing beach, but I do love the forest too. Theme park or water park? That's a good one. Theme parks have cotton candy. That's my answer. <laughs> Antique or brand new? Hmm, brand new. Only because I can get things that look antique that are brand new too. City or country, where's the best place to live? I think the country is the best place to live, but the city is fun to visit. So 
okay, last one. Cups in the cupboard, right side up or upside down? Upside down. I don't store any glasses in my cupboards up, like facing up. It's very dry here where I live in Canada and we have dust 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 it's annoying so maybe if you're in a humid a humid client cl client <laughs> climate uh then you can get away with having your glasses facing up but not where i live so upside down and that concludes this or that quiz ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. that was my game show <laughs> my game show intro okay so because I am planning on going on a few trips, I was talking to somebody about this recently about how excited I get just about getting to my destination. So staying at the hotel overnight before your flight, because your flight leaves early in the morning, being too excited to sleep, getting to the airport, boarding the plane, what kind of movies are gonna be on the plane, what kind of food is gonna come out, what's on the menu. What kind of booze? <laughs> uh, what kind of upgrades can you get on the plane? Uh, so sometimes, depending depending on where you're going and the type of airline you're flying with, uh, sometimes you can upgrade for pretty cheap to first class. Not that I'm just like that kind of bougie bitch, but if I can upgrade for a decent price, then I will. So a lot of people that I know, I shouldn't say a lot of people, a few of my wealthier friends that fly first class. Business class, first class, what's the difference? Like business, they just call it business class. I don't know. But is there a business class and then a first class on one plane? I don't know. Uh, but that's how a lot of fly first or business class. Um, but they'll book a, like a more expensive ticket. Uh, but then pretty much upgrade to first class every time, depending on the size of the plane, I guess. I don't know. So it's cheaper to upgrade when you're about to board or when like the day of, as opposed to booking a first class ticket right off the bat. So that was like a kind of a tip that I got. Um, so yeah, there's that. But I just, the anticipation of going on a trip, I just relish it. And I think because like my sister used to travel a lot when she was a kid and I would be so jealous because I'd never even been on a plane and she was zipping around everywhere. I never went anywhere. And she was complaining about like, oh, and the flight is like five hours. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to be on a plane. I just dreamt about flying somewhere. And I did go on a plane when I was like six, but I don't remember it. So I had been on a plane, but it was just like, you know, when you're so little, you don't even remember. You don't give a, you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> so, um, and then I went on a trip with my parents to Mexico when I was just about, I just turned 12. And that trip changed my whole life. It was the best. The plane was so exciting. I didn't know what to expect. So everything, every noise, everything, like I, I love kind of like loud noises. I love planes, trains. It just makes me feel really excited. And so I remember taking off and we were in some sort of like shitty sunwing <laughs> plane. It was <laughs> super loud. Uh, and it was so thrilling. And I was like, wow. And then there was turbulence. And I was like, ah, yeah, like I loved it. And then, of course, landing in Mexico is so different there. And they were so accommodating and like they love kids and they put like a sombrero on me and gave me some tropical drink, non-alcoholic, of course. But I was like, wow, it was just so different from anything I'd ever experienced. 
and then being on the beach and so many things to do. And I was 12, so but I was a young 12. Like I, I was there with one of my little cousins and we and she was like five years younger than me, but I was pretty much on her level <laughs> when it came to playing games and and building castles and stuff. Like I just was, you know, we had so much fun going out for dinner. That was the best part, like getting dressed up a little bit and then, you know, walking because we, we weren't at an all inclusive. We were staying. Um, I think breakfast was complimentary, but that was it. So we'd walk little places and it was actually Mazatlan. And oh, so, so fun. And anyway, that trip, it was like the trip of a lifetime for me. And I think because I'd never really traveled before that, it really hit me. It was like a really lovely experience. Anyway, so I got the bug uh, and then has have traveled a lot since then. But uh, I do remember even then the anticipation. And you know what? This is kind of funny and kind of sad. But when I was younger, I would look forward to a trip so much because there's so much unknown. And, and back then, I couldn't just go on Google and anticipate like what the resort looked like, what the beach looked like, you know, which I do now like crazy before I purchase a flight or a ticket or a, a hotel room anywhere. I do a lot of research first. I need to kind of know every detail, <laughs> uh, taking the fun out of it a little bit, but that's my own fault. But um, I would write down, so I'd have a list of things to pack, of course, that was that, and I still do that. But then I would write letters to myself for every day of the duration of the trip. So for example, we went for one week, I wrote seven letters to myself to open on the days of that day of the trip. So day one, day two, day three, day four. And then, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just like, okay, cat, don't forget to get up early in the morning and go see the sunrise. And, or don't forget to build a castle in the shape of a heart and take a picture and just things like that. Like I would open the letter on the day and I'll tell you what, 99% of the time that I did this, I did this a few times and not just flights, but like lake trips and things like that in Canada. I wouldn't even open the letters on the trip because I'd be too busy. It was just part of the anticipation of the trip and getting there and do You know what I mean? Like it, it sounds really corny and it's kind of embarrassing. And I, I shouldn't say embarrassing. Like I, I embrace it now, but um, that's how excited I get. <laughs> uh, nowadays I can do a lot of research and kind of, you know, calm my nerves a bit because I am a bit of a, I kind of need to know what to expect. I don't like going into things, but I do like um, spontaneity. Like I do like to do things and not know what to expect. Sometimes that's great. Uh, but if I'm planning a trip and I'm the one making decisions as to like where we're gonna stay, flight times, like even I'll go as far as if I'm flying with a new airline to see what it looks like on the inside of the plane. <laughs> that's how bad it is. So I, uh, is it like a control thing? I don't know. Because uh, I can go with the flow in a lot of different situations, but and I don't have to control everything. I just kind of like to know what to expect. That's just who I am. Okay. <laughs> this is so random. One of my pet peeves is when people pretend to get a joke that they didn't get. Now, I can always tell when somebody gets the joke or doesn't. But depending on who it is, I can't really call them out. Like the thing is, there's a few people that I know 
that don't really get jokes. They kind of, they sometimes they will, maybe if they're clear enough. But for me, like a lot of the jokes that I come up with off the top of my head are sort of punny or, you know, not really obvious. You have to kind of think it's related to whatever we're watching or something. And they pretend to get it. And then I go, did you get that joke? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it was funny. And I was like, did you actually get it? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, okay, well, what was the joke? Like, what was I talking about? And they're like, well, yeah, you were saying, and then they completely miss it. And they just like, I'm thinking, just say that you don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, they're trying to be polite or something. Drives me a bit crazy. Uh, but then sometimes they like pull it out of you, the joke, what the joke was. And they'll be like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm like, you didn't even laugh. And I get it that sometimes I'm not that funny, but sometimes I am. And I'm like, that was a good joke. And it went over your head. You're not even admitting it. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Um, but what's the solution? To be like, I don't get it. It's like when somebody has a foreign accent and then... You're, try you're communicating and then you're too embarrassed to ask them what they said because you've already said it four times and you could tell they're getting anxious because they are, they're realizing that you're not getting everything that they're saying. So then you're more afraid to be like, sorry, what? Or you've already laughed at what they said, but you don't know what they said. <laughs> and then you go, huh? You're like, oh, yeah. So what did you say? <laughs> then you're caught. <laughs> uh, anyway, interesting. All right. We are running a bit late here, but that's totally fine. I am going to whip out some kitty twisters. So these are a little different because these are, I think these are actual like stand-up comedian quotes. I'll say who the comedians are after I read the jokes, but um, just to give credit, I'm not stealing credit. <laughs> of course, you know, I don't write these jokes. If I did, there wouldn't be a kitty twister segment. It would be kitty flops <laughs> oh yeah okay I'd like to start with the chimney jokes I've got a stack of them the first one is on the house Tim Vine as a scarecrow people say I'm outstanding in my field but hey it's in my jeans <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I don't read the comedian there's no comedian the best time to add insult to injuries when you're signing somebody's cast <laughs> Dimitri Martin. I told my girlfriend she drew, she drew her eyebrows too high. She seemed surprised. I went to buy some camouflage trousers the other day, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> Tommy Cooper. I waited and stayed up all night and tried to figure out where the sun was. <laughs> then it dawned on me. <laughs> I have kleptomania, but when it gets bad, I take something for it. <laughs> Ken Dodd. Time flies like a banana. <laughs> Oops. Let me try that again. Time flies like an arrow. <laughs> Fruit flies like a banana. How did I screw that one up? Uh, <clears throat> this bloke said to me, I'm going to attack you with the neck of a guitar. And I said, is that a fret? <laughs> Tim Vine. Somebody actually complimented me on my driving today. They left a little note. It said, parking, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> um, 
I've decided to sell my Hoover. It was just collecting dust. I needed a password eight characters long, so I picked Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> Nick Helm. Toughest job I ever had? Selling doors. Door to door. <laughs> Bill Bailey. <laughs> and that concludes Kitty Twisters. And that also concludes episode 46 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Thank you to Absintherie de Canton for sending me their beautiful spirits. I really enjoy this panoramics gin. And I'm going to enjoy the Fleur Bleu Absinthe in a future podcast. And that could be an interesting one. So make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss when I get wasted on live internet. <laughs> no, it's not live. Um, no, and I won't get wasted either. Uh, but thank you for sending me those. And subscribe if you have not already. And so you won't miss any of my future content. Like this video if you enjoyed it. If you made it to the very end, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And by liking this video, it does help out my channel a lot with the algorithm and all that fun stuff. So thank you for doing that. Um, also, I have a free OnlyFans and a Patreon that will be down below in my Linktree link. And uh, all the information for this wonderful Quebecois distillery um, so you don't have to miss out on their beautiful gin uh, and their other products as well. Uh, keep in mind, it's not sponsored. They just sent me the spirits for free. I'm not being paid to taste or say anything positive about this place. It just happens to be great. That's it. That's all. I'm going to finish this and do some more work and start cooking dinner. What am I making? Clam chowder soup. I know I said sandwich, but soups for tonight. <laughs> oh, and by the way, um, I also discovered it's called unbread and it's a keto bread. They make buns. They make sliced bread. Lifesaver. I've made grilled cheese sandwiches. I've made friggin' French toast with keto syrup and I've had burger I'm telling you life changer, game changer. If you're keto, it's called unbread, UN bread. Um, and Anyway, hopefully, if you're keto, you're able to try it out. Because when you can make a sandwich, you know what? I'm going to make a sandwich to dip. Oh, grilled cheese. Because I'm making like a Manhattan clam chowder, the red kind. I don't know what it's called. I've been corrected before. But anyway, the red clam chowder. So like a grilled cheese dipped in there. Ooh, so good. And it really is close to real bread. Anyway, <laughs> and that concludes episode 46. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you all in my next video.